Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. I'm Warren Bernard. And we're going to be taking a look at a, a kind of rare piece of uh, Dan Klaus' ephemera from the early to mid-90s, uh, the Boredom board game. Uh, but before we do that, I want to invite everybody to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel to hit that bell icon so that we can notify you when new vids are available. Uh, that helps mitigate the Kayfabe effect, which is whenever we talk about something, uh, inevitably... Any existing copies uh, of potentially out-of-print books, or in this case, out-of-print board games, uh, will just disappear off of eBay. And the people who uh, are subscribed to the channel have the best shot at getting first dibs of the stuff that uh, that is available. And uh, Uncle Warren, we did a tour of your house uh, some time ago. Uh, you can find that video on our channel. There will be a link in the description below this video uh, where people can check that out. And uh, I've toured your house a time or two before we did the tour video. Right. And this jumped out at me because it's something <laughs> it's something I, I I never heard of, man. The, the the boredom, the dismal anti game for one two three players, very very nineties, man. It I, I feel like it fits snugly with the apathetic ad campaign of OK Cola. Yes, right. Yeah. And uh, that mm. kind of like. Uh, cooler than thou type energy that existed in Generation X pop culture at the time but scary harry toys toy company in uh san francisco probably at this time dan Klaus is living right across that golden gate bridge in oakland so it's like uh you know commission a cool local artist to do do a game we got we got to ask Klaus like what the genesis of this is but you know we can make assumptions and you can see it's branded Klaus. like this was a company that that hired him for him like yes. this was going to be a Klaus promo <clears throat> item and and we found out that uh, Richard Sala who by the way was really good friends with Dan Klaus and also it, also did a game for these people and and an Oakland guy and an Oakland guy right exactly so and and before we go I just wanted to point out to people because this is like very old pop culture but you know you're bored when you're watching Huckleberry Hound <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> and so you got Huckleberry Hound you got pizza you're picking your teeth it's night out okay I think this dude's bored. <laughs> Supremely designed. You Ready? Know, great, great lettering. Hold up, man. Go back to that cover. <laughs> Got to appreciate that spot illustration a little bit more, man. Using straight edges for the hatching, which is something that we would see in certain periods of uh, eight ball comics, and getting that kind of Goodman Beaver like etching kind of style almost. He was so good at all the design elements. You know, like that feels like a very satisfying cover. Totally. And it's all him. It's not like this is the illustration and now send it to your design team. Right. He would have that little um, spinner rack that would have just like the great like paperbacks of the 50s and 60s yeah. with that amazing typography. Yes. So he's looking at that every single day, just incidentally I in see his it studio. In like, uh, like his smaller type here, I see a lot of that exactly. 50s, 60s hand lettering where it's not lined up. Your letters are a little different sizes. It's cool S. You know, it's a lot of the hallmarks that you'll find in that era of, uh, of uh, cover design. Yeah, we could crack it open. Ready? Let's do it. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Ed Piscor and Jim Rugg are Eisner Award-winning cartoonists who are applying all of the stuff that they're learning from the comics they check out on Cartoonist Kayfabe to their own craft. Uh, right now, today, uh, the new works by me, Ed Piscor, are uh, the 
Red Room series of comics. The Antisocial Network is a trade paperback that collects the 2021 season of Red Room material. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in the Red Room series. And the current season of comics is called Trigger Warnings. In March, uh, the Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one saw the light of day. Uh, every issue is completely self-contained and forthcoming on a monthly basis will be further issues. This is the cover you want to look for uh, when you hit the comic book shops in April. You could see due to paper shortages and print delays, we were not allowed to uh, change our files. So disregard that January uh, statement right there. April comes, Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number two. Uh, in the bibliography, Rising Tide Raises All Ships, here are some other books in my bibliography that you could get your hands on that are still in print. WYSIWYG, Portrait of a Serial Hacker. X-Men Grand Design, three volumes of that. And Hip Hop Family Tree, four volumes of this comic are uh, freshly in print. It's, it was out of print for a little while, but thanks to uh, the cartoonist Kayfabe audience, we rushed this sucker back to print. Coming March 30th, uh, Hulk Grand Design Monster, and in April, Hulk Grand Design Madness, where Jimmy's taken the entire history of the Incredible Hulk and distilling it down into two 40-page volumes of Grand Design comics. These are some of the other variant comic covers that you're going to be able to find on the racks. The Ed Piscor variant, Peach Momoko, Marcos Martin for that first issue of Hulk Grand Design. And for Madness, got that Jeff Darrow cover. Ed McGinnis. The books that Jim has currently in print, Plain Janes and Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, scoop these comics up. We love seeing these numbers rise on the Amazon rankings and we love hearing from the publishers that we have to go back to press. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. And you can see, I think online they say a hundred of these were made. Right. And you can kind of see like it's a hand assembled piece. Yeah, very know? boutique item. All right, so we have a uh, board in the game. You may choose from, uh, there were three players. Uh, and the rules are, might as well go through it. Um, each player in turn spins the spinner, the spinner, uh, and moves as many spaces indicated clockwise around the board. The youngest player goes first. A player may leave the game only once. When A, the pointer lands on suicide. B, you land, uh, oh, leaves game only when you land on suicide, you land on either of the squares in which suicide contemplation is featured. At these times only may you place your player in the center. You may not stop unless rules 2A and 2B apply. The last player left after all the others have committed suicide wins or loses, depending on your perspective. Have fun. Depending on your perspective. <laughs> Look at this centerpiece. <laughs> yeah, the winner gets uh, the Well, oh, let, me, let, let me take this out. There we go. Now we can, can see that board is silk screened, um, which is the other piece that comes up whenever you're looking at this online. Three colors. And then Four we'll... colors. No, three. What is this? Oh, these are little stands. Oh, your for... pieces. Yeah, for the pieces. As you go right. around the board. Yes. All right. Now, well, let's see. Wild Wig Out is an exclusive collection of games designed by alternative graphic and comics artists. Each action spinner game is hand silk screened and made to make you wig out. So, yeah, that would explain the hundred if it's silk screened. Right. Yeah. I love this. You wake up, you eat breakfast, you watch TV, read yesterday's paper. You Ooh, lie follow in, the arrows. 
Oh, yeah. Your era. Uh, wait for phone call that never <laughs> comes. Watch more TV. It's already dark out. Suicide fantasy. Dinner time. Reception fails. You're forced to watch UHF. <laughs> and, um, you lie in bed listening to construction noises, thinking about thinking more and more about suicide. Wow. <laughs> Times have changed. Are <laughs> <laughs> we going to get Dan Klaus canceled behind this? <laughs> Warren, where'd you find this thing? How, how'd you even discover that it existed? Well, I, 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 I read I, a million interviews with the guy. Never once heard this mentioned. Well, you know, it, this was one of those ones where back in the early you should, you should, you should ba back in the it. early aughts, I was um, I was on eBay a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, just finding one thing or another, and I ran across this. For, I don't know, it was fifty or a hundred bucks, something like that. It was like. I've never seen one of those before, um, and I've I think maybe I've seen it once or twice since in terms of coming up for sale. So it's pretty rare. Uh, I didn't I didn't know that there were only a hundred made, so that would explain its explain its rarity. But it just one of those things I was you know poking around on eBay, and there it was. Did you ever talk to Klaus about it? I know I know you. You know thought... I, I I I never did. No, I I, sh I should have. You know I should go ahead and say, hey, you know Dan, we just did this. Uh, clue me in. So, uh, uh, but it it was like uh, wow, because also oh that's right because also at the time I was I was trying to gather up advertising work that was done by the uh, alternative cartoonists. So like for instance you know Charles Burns did the Altoid ads and stuff like that. So it was during that period of time that I stumbled across this and it was too cool and I had to buy it. You know what, man? This is just a genius comic. So, yes, it is. so here it is. You eat breakfast. Yeah. Here's a pizza. You eat dinner. One, <laughs> yeah, right. one piece of the pizza was eaten for breakfast. The haze of the television with, uh, I guess, is that Adam Ant? Yeah, I think it's Adam Ant. Yeah, exactly. Good a little, eye. A little before my time. Yeah, it's a great piece all around. Um, I feel like this image I've seen quite uh, yeah, a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if that's repurposed or yeah, you know, I think that's an eight ball thing somewhere. that comes out of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that image is an eight ball, but I, but I I don't I don't think it's the same image. I think this was done just for this. Right. Uh, one because it was silk screen, so you had to have it on the on the screen. Yeah, but you could do a paste up if yeah if one needed. That's true. Plus, th this is great, and for. For those people that don't know what UHF was, which I'm it's sure... It's a second dial. Yeah, it's a the, second dial. So so channels 2 through 13 were VHF, okay? and then Stronger you, signal. Stronger signal. And then UHF, which they, they have now moved over to cellular phone service. So they took all that away when they went... Um, uh, uh, when they when, cable box. Well, when they went digital, yeah, they started moving, taking all the UHF frequencies away and, re, and reusing them. But UHF, I mean, that stuff was really fuzzy. You were really lucky if you got any reception on that. Well, the snow and stuff. So this is a good representation of what it was like to watch a UHF channel. That's where you would get your uh, your Santo movies, and uh, Wally George uh, would be on UHF. It was never on any proper stations. Right. But if you if you are in a if the weather was right. You could get Wally George pumped into your uh, house and see a, you know, proto Jerry Springer type guy. Oh my God! It was uh, and and by the way, that's where you also found some of the televangelists. Oh yeah, yeah. But oh. but here's the thing, that shit, crystal clear. Yes, right. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Channel Twenty in Washington D.C. was UHF, and they had all the televangelists and on. And we had moved from New York down to Maryland and flipping through the stations and. Ernest Angley comes on and he goes, heel, heel, feel the television. And I'm like, what, 
I, I did not understand what was going on, okay? Yeah. And he was healing people through the TV set. So that's UHF. When, when you were... Oh, wrestling was also on UHF. Yeah. When you would, uh, you know, tra travel, go go on vacation with the fam, and you're in a um, in a hotel at some weird state or something you, know, you, you haven't been to before, late at night it's the UHF that you want to, like, right. check out and see what the weird, goofy movies are. You know, in that part of uh, the country, right? Because they they, they got because all the good stuff was on the VHF stations. Well, yeah. you got to define good, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> because because I found some pretty pretty great stuff, and there's like a um that's true a Weird Al movie right. called UHF. UHF. That, that, oh my that God. really. I saw that in the movie theater. I was in hysterics. The yeah. <laughs> now, now uh, one one thing we need to focus on are the poor board players. Okay, I just wanted us to take a look at these these schlumps oh yeah all right you know this guy's in his underwear this woman's i mean and just look at the joyous happy faces they've got it's very clousy and from from this period you know like like that this era of clouds like it's it's personified in in the board game it makes me wonder if this is advertised in an eight ball like uh i don't know 13 14 somewhere around there you know 93 just mentioned in the letters page yeah you know how, like oh, there would always be a page of like things you could order and I wonder if this would have uh, floated through there. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I, like I've never. I guess we gotta like look with a closer eye or something, right? But it just, when I saw this at your place, Warren, it just, it just blew my mind. You know, like uh, try to get Klaus everything. You know, whatever he puts out, try to get my hands on. But this thing, it's the only time I'll ever see it. Interesting. Also, like '93 are the dates that I'm seeing. '94 yeah. here. '94 here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that's that speculator boom. Like this is conceived of when comics are selling record numbers. Yeah, yeah. Except, uh, except for Fantagraphics maybe, books maybe, and independent Maybe a year late. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. As per conversations with uh, Gary and all those guys, man, things remain very steady uh, the, the entire tenure of their publishing uh, career. Like, they, they didn't feel very much from that speculator well, boomer. Well, I, I blame them. We're, we're, why they wait until you, Ed, for the gold foil editions? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know how it goes. Well, and uh, and collecting Klaus, by the way, th I mean, he did a ton of work, like for small record labels and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So, I I've got one or one or two of those pieces, but there are people that have these incredible collections. There's skateboards. Oh yeah, uh, the, the the independent cartoonists, like like you know, first question asked Dave Cooper in the shoot interview: How the hell does a cartoonist, an independent cartoonist in the mid '90s, keep their head above water? And they all have some angle that has nothing to do with making money from comics right right and and some of them actually got into um once they got into the old weeklies then they got into some of the bigger magazines because the people who were the art directors on the old weeklies got into the bigger magazines so there was a flow of people in that direction in the 90s yeah so there, there was you know there was a time and unfortunately those days are gone where a cartoonist if you're good and stuff like that and had a certain amount of hustle you could make a good living yeah all right and now that's not quite the same case now you got to sing and dance and do jazz hands for pendleton ward and uh <laughs> and steven universe man to try to get uh some 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 work that way well you know i'm i'm waiting for you know time warner discovery to buy you guys out it'll okay. happen yeah my wife's waiting for that too Warren. <laughs> <laughs> she'll have to settle for trips to hawaii <laughs> So anyhow, th this is the this is the Dan Klaus boredom game. Um, there it is. Everyone can commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that induces the uh, YouTube algorithm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's great to see it because it is you know like 
at best, I'd see a picture of JPEG or something online. Yeah. So to actually see one in person and get a well, sense of now what I've, it is, is I want to find the Richard Sala game. Yeah. Which is like, oh, yeah, good luck with that. Right. So. Yeah, super cool. Uh, Warren, point people in a direction before we get out of here. Yep, I'm Warren Bernard, um, historian and uh, executive director of Small Press Expo. So Small Press Expo will be held September 17th and 18th. Bethesda, Maryland, smallpressexpo.com. Uh, come on down. All right, K-Favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? Hulk Grand Design Monster number one is coming to your comic shop by the end of this month. It is a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk uh, condensed into two epic oversized issues. So be sure and tell your local comic shop you need a copy of Hulk Grand Design. And you can follow me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see a lot more of my comics and comics art. Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one is on the stands today. Uh, that means that uh, it's going to be coming out on a monthly basis for uh, the next four months. Uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game, and you can get your hands on these comics at your local comic shop. Get it put on your pull list. Have them reserve you copies. Have them pre-order you copies uh, whenever they're available. And you can read those comics on my Patreon. Uh, as we speak, more than 200 pages are up there right now, and you can get there by way of my link tree in the description below this video. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to uh, support the Cartoonist Kayfabe cham channel. Jimmy, give them the marching orders. We'll be on our way. Don't be bored. Read more comics. <laughs>